This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today, in honor of the big game, go Seahawks! We're talking about cheap beer. Yes, yes. We are your. We are here to be your your one stop source on what to drink yes. in the big game because clearly you probably don't already have a favorite. Right now, I think should we just apologize right now for for how you know the things we're probably going to say about America's yeah. favorite beers? All right, let's get yeah, that out. I'm I mean, pretty sure that we are going to be hanged for treason. I mean, this is what, like episode 164 or something. Uh, you know, if you haven't if you haven't gotten the idea by now that that uh, we're uh, Seattle snobs, um, I think it, I, it's okay to be a beer snob in Seattle, right? Yeah, I think that it's it's pretty much required. I mean, great. This, then the we're Pacific, doing our civic duty. The Pacific Northwest is the land of microbrews, so um, yeah, I think we we were raised to be critical of this, Matthew. That said, one of the beers we're going to be tasting today is um, Rainier, which which everyone in Seattle. Seems, has, to have, seems to have an allegiance to. I, I have a uh, I have a fond memory involving Rainier. Well, okay. Oh, let's, uh, let's start with memories. Okay, this is like a two part story. So I used to be in this band called Cat Piss Lint Trap in the '90s. It was kind of a country punk rock band. Um, we uh, we had a lot of fun. We probably weren't very good. And the folks in the band liked to drink beer and didn't have a lot of money. And wow, um, so <laughs> that's unique. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy <laughs> when when I say it. Uh, so we uh, we had this practice space at this place that we lovingly called the Meat Box in Queen Anne, which is now closed. And we would get beer before before uh, practice. And at first, we would get Rolling Rock. Mm, okay, and which then, we'll be tasting today. right. And then we moved down a peg from Rolling Rock to something in cans that was cheaper, something something than the Budweiser vein. And then um, we decided that that was too expensive, and we moved from there to Schmidt's beer, which I looked for for this episode. I don't Do you know mean if it's Schlitz. Still... No, I mean Schmidt's, and we called it <laughs> fish beer because it had a fish on the can. I've never heard of Schmidt's. Um, I, I this could be like I, maybe I drank too much beer and it's a false memory, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure our practice space was was decorated with empty Schmidt's beer cans. Wow. Well, uh, so is that sort of your earliest? beer memory i wish i could say that it was cheap beer memory um (laughs) i wish i could say that it was uh um 
I feel like I'm talking to my therapist or my sponsor. I uh, I remember this car trip that I don't know where I was going, but it was with a a friend, and we were like nine or ten. And uh, my friend, it was and riding with my friend's dad. He was driving, and uh, the friend asked his dad, "Hey, can we have one of these beers that's in the back?" And his dad said, "Sure." Whoa! And I was like. Uh, I'm probably not supposed to be doing this. So, uh, did you think it was gross? N- no, I kind of liked it. We we split one 12 ounce can of beer, and um, I'm not sure if we were pretending to be drunk or we're actually drunk. Wow. When I told my parents about it later, they were like, "No, you weren't pretending to be drunk. You were just drunk." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, How about you? What, what's your what's your early uh, your early beer experience? Well, my dad was always a beer drinker, mm-hmm. and my parents always gave me you know tastes of things if I wanted. And of course, I hated beer, uh, you know, as as you're supposed to when you're a kid. Um, although that said, I, I think that beer is actually quite likable for kids now. In retrospect, you know, it's sweet. <laughs> it's it's kind of yeasty, malty. Yeah, I mean, now that now that you have a kid, <laughs> now that I have a kid, know. I'm like, this is perfect baby beverage yeah like yeah you just put it in the bottle like you get the rest of the night to yourself Mm -hmm. no um my first real beer memory actually involves schlitz okay um i was i was like 20 21 and i didn't really like beer Mm -hmm. however i had decided that i didn't want to be like that kind of girl who you couldn't take to a dive bar like i you know I just didn't want to be that person. And so I went to Boston to visit my cousin, Sarah, who was a much more practiced drinker than I was. She was a couple years older than me. And um, I told her while I was there that I wanted to learn to like beer. Oh, wow. So we, um, gosh, we went out to dinner and I think I had a beer at dinner. I must have been 21. Okay. And then we went to this ice cream place called JP Licks, where they were playing <laughs> they were playing Fugazi on the, the stereo. And I was talking to, I sort of started flirting with the guy behind the counter. This sounds great. And it turns out that, you know, he had put the Fugazi on. So I asked him to join us later <gasps> when we went to a bar called Bukowski's that's actually quite famous okay. for, I think it has like this wheel of, of beer. Anyway, Wait, and what he, does that mean? Well, I think like like you can spin spin, it. spin the wheel and then like that's what they dealer's serve you? choice. Okay. Kind of, anyway, I think I don't remember. God, I was twenty one. It was right. a lifetime ago, Matthew. Anyway, this guy came with us, and I thought he was so cute. This was the first time I'd ever done anything that bold. That's amazing. And his name was J.P. Licks. Right? No, I don't remember what his okay. name was, but I do remember that he was the first person who ever told me about Modest Mouse. Wow. And about um, Les Savy Favre. Okay. The band Les Savy Fab. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I'm forever indebted to him. So anyway, that night, I think I had a total of three Schlitzes. And then we went to a club to meet up with a friend were, of my cousin Sarah's. And by then you were three Schlitz to, to the wind. I was totally Schlitzed. <laughs> anyway, I had three Schlitzes. And then we went to this club where I was given a kamikaze shot. Uh-huh. And legend has it that I turned to my cousin and said, how many sheets to the wind is it again? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, after that, I did always like beer. I, I Schlitz really eased me in gently. Okay, so should we? Shall we drink? We shall drink. Should we? Should we tell the the people at home what time it is? It's uh, one twenty seven in oh, the afternoon on so a Thursday. Um, it's after lunch. Yeah, that's that's five. That's after five o'clock it's, in Brazil. It's almost five o'clock on the East Coast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're going to crack into the old Budweiser first. This is the king of beers. Okay. So I learned something 
I mean, it was interesting to me that I assume everyone listening already knows this, um, that like cans have grown since last time I bought cheap beer. Yeah, the, this is a 16 ounce can. Yes, and one of the cans we have is a 24 ounce can. This is ridiculous. So, like, the truth is, don't you want it to be really cold while you're drinking it? And by the time you get to the bottom of your 24 ounce can, it's probably like not super cold. I thought that the can just magically had ice clinging to it, like on a commercial. Mm hmm. I gotta admit, do you remember how in the the orange soda episode you said that you think of orange soda as being the thing that you want to drink on a hot day after you've been lawn mowing? Lawn mowing. Yes. So I have a very fond memory of drinking Budweiser the day that Brandon and I moved into our first apartment together. Uh-huh. Our friends Keaton and Mark. Keaton was actually with me in Boston that the fateful night of JP oh, wow. Licks and Schlitz. JP Licks and Licks Schlitz. And Schlitz. <laughs> I haven't thought about that. Um. Anyway, Keaton was actually with me then. She was also with me when Brandon and I moved into our first apartment together and we got some falafel and some Budweiser. And guess what? Drank She's them. here right now. She's not. <laughs> no. Anyway, it was a really hot day in the summertime and boy, the Budweiser are tasted really good. Yeah, I mean, I think these are these are called like sometimes called lawnmower beers, right? Am I not? Am I making that up? It you know it pretty much swallows to nothing. It has yep. kind of a sweet aftertaste. I'm pretty sure that even you and I, who do not have great tolerances, could you know drink these throughout the entire Super Bowl. Oh sure, Super Bowl, <laughs> the Super Bowl, <laughs> and and not feel a thing. Yes. Um, the, uh, this, this is like if you didn't like the taste of water, you could just drink beer for the rest of your life and, and be I hydrated. Think, and I think would, a lot of people do <laughs> exactly that. Uh huh. And it, Budweiser would be a decent choice. I can't wait to watch the Super Bowl. It's played entirely <laughs> underground. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to Coors yeah. Light. <laughs> I grew up um, thinking, like, I feel like Coors was the beer that I always saw ads for growing up in Oklahoma. They did do a lot of advertising Aren't they on the based West in Coast. Denver or something? Golden, Colorado, I believe. Oh, I think you're right. Which, which is probably near Denver. Coors Light, the silver bullet. Yes. The world's most refreshing can. Now, <laughs> I really like... <laughs> oh, it's with two-stage cold activation, wide mouth, and frost brew patented liner. Oh. When the mountains turn blue, it's as cold as the Rockies. And the mountains are blue. Oh, yes. This is good. Wait a minute. Wait. Do you think if we leave this at at room temperature that the mountains will slowly become less blue? I think so. We'll we'll, we'll pour it out in a minute and, like, warm it with our hands and see if the mountains become less blue. This is magic. Look, here's a little thing at the bottom that says cold. Super cold. Wow. (laughs) Is is it, like, only one of them lights up when it's super cold? Okay, so Coors Light... Are light, oh, wow. are light beers like lower in calories? They're lower in calories. And how do they do that? Is it just more water? I don't know. I don't think they're necessarily lower in alcohol, but they are lower in calories. So it's, it's some sort of elfin magic. This, this beer is made by Keebler. Cold. Wow. So this is definitely lighter in color than Budweiser. Wow. Mm. Almost no flavor at all. Yeah, it's got like an initial like mild bitterness and then kind of fades away to nothing. Although I will say the aftertaste is a little more malty than the Budweiser. Yep. Huh. Wow. You know, that could be so much worse. Yeah. Well, I don't think, I don't think any of these are, I mean, they're, they're all made to be like enjoyable by anybody who, who has any interest in beer, right? Hold on. I have a question for you. I think that I've always in part scorned light beers because I mean, if you're going to drink a beer, Let's not worry about the calories. Right. But also, I think I've always thought that maybe there was something in it that was kind of weird, like, you know, fat-free half and half or something, which I find to be a 
terrifying Franken product. I don't think so. I mean, is I light it, beer like that? I think it probably goes through some process where they remove something from it. That's that's as far <laughs> as I'm going to go with my speculation. Great. Okay. They have they have like a big robotic hand that reaches into the vat and pulls out the calories. Okay. So next up we have Rolling Rock and. There was there was a time when um, well I guess like the time when I was in that band that, that Rolling Rock was considered like a step a step above like it's, the the sixer costs like one dollar more than than wow, Budweiser. Wow, listen to you with your big lingo sixer. Yeah, I just I just made that up. There are like other terms for like other large. There's like a rack or like a case. I don't know. A case is uh-huh. definitely a thing. Uh huh. A twelve uh, pack. Yeah, that's that's definitely a thing. But there's probably a uh, there's probably a, a nickname. A pony keg. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. A, a party keg. Oh, God, this is really skunky. You get, get a whiff of that. Yeah. Ew. Um, I, feel, I feel like this is, this must have been like, you know, sat around too long or was poorly stored this or something. A, this is a different, very different style. Yes, but I, I, I don't think it's supposed to be like this. I think I think there's something off on our rock. <laughs> <laughs> really? What, what are you doing? <laughs> Getting ready to pour it. It really looked like you were going to pour it in my lap. <laughs> wow, that was really foul. I feel like I need to rinse my glass. Hang on. Wow. Okay, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> that was okay. so skunky. Now, next up, we have like the the hipster darling uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon PBR, which, so I'm, I'm really curious. Like, I've, I've certainly had this recently, but I haven't had it like uh, kind of side by side with uh with one of its uh, competitors like Budweiser or Coors. And I'm wondering if it's just has better marketing or is actually better. I do prefer that. And I also, I also want to add, it really is better. Yeah. It's got a, a really nice sort of, uh, it's got more bitterness. It finishes with a teensy bit more maltiness. Yep. I also think Pabst is a little bit better on tap than in a can. Oh yeah. If I'm in like a dive bar, this, this is my beer of choice. Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I also feel like I, again, can just drink it like water. What is the alcohol content of this? Is this like 3.2? No, I think it's more than that. I think I think like the 3.2 thing is something you only really find in states that have weird beer laws. Like Oklahoma. For example. Mm-hmm. Should say on there somewhere, right? No, no, no. Don't know. All right. All right. Whatevs. Wow. Well, so far, PBR is winning with me. I must be a oh, hipster. Oh, absolutely. I am such a hipster. Oh, so I never even got to part two of the of the story about my band, which was... You know, if we were if we were so cheap that we would drink Schmidt's fish beer, obviously we're not going to like pay retail for beer at a drinking establishment. So I remember uh, vividly one time we played a show and one of our band members like scouted the place out ahead of time to see like what kind of uh, bottle or canned beers they were serving so we could bring in our own. Which, uh, which I realize, like that's amazing. <laughs> like you know, as as the owner of a of a bar, you should you should have me murdered <laughs> just for having taken part in that. And yeah, not... yeah, that's not that's not it's not okay, Matthew. Right, hey. but but it was funny, and it was Rainier. That's that's the punchline of the story, which we're about to try. So I, I just took a picture of the Rainier because I I find its um, graphic design very pleasing. Yeah. So in Seattle, there's the old Rainier Brewery, which is this huge building right off the freeway, and it had for years had a big rotating R on top, and then it was bought by Tully's Coffee, and they replaced the R with a T, and then they took down the T a couple of years ago and put a non-rotating R on top. 
So that that was a really exciting story, wasn't it? But it's a very recognizable R. I yeah. Think, you know, if you've seen the Rainier can once, you recognize the R anywhere. R. R. Anyway, it's very attractive. It's got a gold top on the can. Yes. And it says it's made with Yakima Valley hops. Which probably all of these are because Washington produces like most of the country's hops. This is an all aluminum recyclable can. Okay. This is naturally brewed. Does it have any any special fresh mountain, cold fresh features? God, this can is so big. It's yeah, it's a twenty four ounce can. Okay, so have you recently had the experience of trying to buy one can that you pulled off a six pack? I just I don't really like Rainier very much. Am I going to be kicked out of the city? I just don't like it. Yeah, that's it not tastes, good. It it's very like nothing. It's just so thin. I think I would rather drink a Coors Light. Yeah. What beer, I, I don't think we're ever going to do an episode about, like, serious beer because we're not, we, we don't have the, the... Also, how do you even begin to narrow Right, it like, yeah, we'll just get one of each. <laughs> yeah, one of each. <laughs> <laughs> you'll find us, you'll find us uh, dead, crushed under a, uh, a pile of bottles. What, so, so if, you, if you're going to have, if you're going to have a, a serious beer, what, what do you reach for? A serious beer. Um, if you're going to have any beer, what do you reach for? Like, not in a dive bar. In the summertime? I really like a Kolsch ah. or, a, or a Helles style beer. Okay, you've gone you've gone way over my head. Oh, okay. Um, kind of very light, refreshing, but with a nice toastiness, mm-hmm. but not too sweet. Brandon is big into wheat beers, but I find them a little too sweet. Yeah, I also really love a good porter. And I have to say that uh, that there is a very easy to find porter around here that is very solid. Oh, and is that's, it Black Butte that's Porter? That's Black Butte Porter nice. made by Deschutes Brewery in Portland. And uh, easy to find and always and delicious. easy to drink. Easy to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Matthew? Oh, I really like a, um, do you know uh, uh, La Fin du Monde made by oh, Unibrew? We carry it oh. at, at the old Lancy. Yes. Um, that's, it's great. It's, um, it's, you know, relatively high alcohol, maybe like 9%, but, but like, you know, very, very like uh, clean drinking, like nice, lightly sparkling. Um, isn't there some beer that calls itself the champagne of beers? If it isn't that like Coors, Coors non-light I, I maybe? Think, I think it's yeah. Coors. Anyway, that that uh, that slogan more more accurately describes La Fin du Monde. Yeah, La Fin du Monde is really nice because it has you know it's it's Belgian style, so it has a really nice yeasty malty thing going on, but it's not sweet. Right. You know what other beer I really like is this uh, Franken beer that we've created by pouring <laughs> all of our beers <laughs> into this into this uh, dump jug. <laughs> I thought that you were talking about the Franken beer that we're going to taste next. Oh yes, absolutely. We so, are we're about to taste um, uh, something I've never tasted before. It's sure to be an abomination. It's Bud Light with lime. It's it's Bud Light lime, not Bud Light with lime. Bud Light lime. It's not not to be confused. Light beer with one hundred percent natural lime flavor. Not to be confused with Bud Light lime arita, which also exists but is a different product. Wow! Whoa! Hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so sweet. Isn't it's, that weird? Yeah, it's too sweet. That is really weird. It's like you took a lime soda yeah, it's, in it's all like, of its sweetness and poured it into a Bud Light. Which I think is a thing people do, right? Like maybe in England, like lime soda, <laughs> lemon lime soda mixed with beer. Maybe? I'm just going to accuse England of sure, doing that. I think that sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What are they, What are they going to do? Like like extradite us? Yeah. I think I think that was done. <laughs> okay. Great. Um, I think I think that was actually the main reason we declared independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the, we, the Bud Light Lime. <laughs> yes. We we meaning you and he, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Never mind. Free, free Cascadia. All right. So um, as you as you settle in with your with your loved ones to watch the big game, uh, we recommend PBR. I guess. I think we do. Yeah. I, uh, what hipsters we are. I mean, look, you even have a beard. I yes, I even have a beard. Mm-hmm. Is there? You're wearing flannel. Yes, like it's all coming together. Like you're. You, I'm wearing my skinny jeans. You cracked the case. All right, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com, where we'll uh, post a list of the beers we tasted. Maybe you can find them in your neck of the woods. I think you can. (laughs) (laughs) And some pictures, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pictures, so you can admire this really beautiful Rainier can. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. And uh, you can bet that we're going to be pulling for the old Seahawks. Yep. Yep. You can leave us a review on iTunes. And uh, until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The show's going to be down in a hole watching the bowl. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amsterberg. Ooh, I got, some, I got some new jeans that I'm really happy with that I might show you in a minute. Oh, cool. Not, not the listeners, just Molly. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com.